Hello and welcome back to The Cult Standard, your movie podcast for all... We interrupt this program to bring you Courage the Cowardly Podcast, starring Mike and James, your cowardly hosts. Hello and welcome to Courage the Cowardly Podcast, the first and only podcast to review every episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. My name is James. My name is Mike. Time has certainly passed since the last episode we recorded. (laughs) (laughs) So much time. (laughs) Could we return the slab yet? Certainly not the same. <laughs> Return the slab. I still, I don't, I, I don't think I've seen that episode. I've just, it's seen the next me. one. I've just, it's is the it the next one. one? Oh, okay, cool. The very next one. Not, not, not this time. And I was a little confused. Um, the, the two episodes that, uh, we are, or, or the two segments in the episode we are reviewing today, um, come right before the season one finale, at least was listed as the season one finale, uh, where we're watching this. Um, which is in fact a slab episode um, or I should say includes the slab segment, but apparently the next episode that we will be talking about after this is actually split between season one and two. And I was huh. very confused because season one has an odd number of, of 11 minute shorts in it. Is that just how it's uh, organized on the streaming service? It must be a, it must be a bit arbitrary on the streaming service um, because yeah, because I looked it up on the wiki and uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, true enough. What is listed as the last episode of season one and the first episode of season two are actually aired as one episode. Yeah. No, <laughs> so. And actually the only gap really in airing comes after the episode after that one, um, which aired on January 28th. And then the one after that episode nine aired on uh, March 3rd of, of 2000. So wow, that's weird for that, for our, the streaming service that shall not be named to, to organize it that way. You know, if anything, I'd think they'd put the, the arbitrary season break in bet- when there was actually a gap in between airing, but, you, you would yeah. think there was apparently they didn't even wait for a gap in the episodes. They just in the middle <laughs> of an episode now is, is the, the break between seasons one and two. So, yeah. so we're, reviewing... that's a whole, that's a whole headache to navigate next time. <laughs> so yeah, today, this time we're reviewing uh, episode six, uh, which you may have seen as episodes 11 and 12 or episodes six, a and six B, uh, the duck brothers and Shirley, mm-hmm. the medium, uh, who is we're, surely we're, in the episode. We're returning to a a running theme in this show of poultry coming from outer space and or being supernatural and nefarious. Eustace is a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, in in this case, we return to ducks. I believe we last saw ducks portrayed with Lequack. Dr. Lequack. Yes, I was wondering if if he was going to show up or if they were going to allude to him. He does not. I will will (sighs) spoil that for you. Dr. Lequack is not in this episode. My main complaint about it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I hear you. This is the Duck Brothers. So, uh, in what is actually a really well-animated scene, Muriel is abducted. Uh, Yeah. yeah, They actually, like, they show... it almost looks like a 3D model of her that's like it that rotates, and that's when 
Like, that's mm-hmm. when you know it's like, oh, wow, they're really going there. Because, like, rotation and animation, if you think about it, especially traditional animation, is really hard to do, right? Well, yeah, especially when it's not just a lateral. Like, because she's rotating, like, you, you, you'll, see, you'll, you'll see her at, like, an off angle or, or at, like, an isometric angle. Yeah, without, without, like, cutting or anything, you know? Like, yeah. So, I, man, I, I don't know where, if, if that consumed a significant portion of the budget, but it looks great. <laughs> Where'd the money go? Um, yeah. yeah, so she's abducted by aliens, ducks, whatever, and they, Same difference. they put a device on her head, um, and it turns out it's some sort of, like, mind control like a rope you, you can control her like a little uh you know like an rc car or something and they their plan is to to walk her into a military compound to steal government secrets no um to actually take a duck <laughs> so it 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 reminded me of there's an aqua teen hunger force episode um masterpiece show where there there is a plan by a giant spider to he he puts out a, an album called I, I like candy and his plan is to get a bunch of people to listen to the album get hopped up on sugar and to power enough sugar to power a drill that he connects to their brains in order to burrow into hell and release demons in order to uh get them to participate in his pyramid scheme and make a lot of money that's his plan wow and um, yeah now it might be a, that is pretty outlandish but that's about i think the level of contrived complexity that i think the ducks have in mind uh using muriel my favorite little detail is that they abduct her and then use like what is essentially just a big magnet to secure the most conspicuous mind control device on her head possible to then return her and then control her and have her drive into a government compound wearing still her nightgown. Yes. Absolutely nothing to get her to attempt to blend in. And it actually works pretty flawlessly at first. It was, it was, it was a great line in the movie because she, in the movie, in the episode, because she pulls up to the gate, the security gate, and the guard's <laughs> just like, oh, sweet old lady. It just buzzes her right <laughs> <in>. <laughs> And I'm like, well. <laughs> Okay. So it it is seemingly working until that dastardly dog gets involved. Fucking dog, man. Um oh, also an ongoing uh, an ongoing gag with the uh with the Quack Brothers, the Duck Brothers? What are they what are they called? The, the, the Duck Brothers. The Duck Brothers is they keep despite being the Duck Brothers, they keep laying eggs. <laughs> <laughs> they just that, can't that, stop playing eggs. I think it's mainly it's it's mainly green. I think they're like <laughs> yellow. But, eggs. but ducks lay eggs, right? Yellow. Am, I, am I wrong? Well, male ducks don't lay eggs. James. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but they just can't stop doing it. They, and uh, <laughs> well, one of them particularly, it's kind of a it's a point of uh of friction between the duo because yeah, he's like, like you, you just keep laying really eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Can't they also have Liverpoolian accents. Right. Um, yeah. Again, continuing with the theme that these supernatural pol- p- ducks, these the these supernatural birds have some form of European accent. <laughs> um, There's a whole bird like lore with the show that I am going to get to the bottom of someday. I'm telling you, man. Eustace. 
Oh, it's a chicken. He's a chicken. <laughs> he never stops being a chicken. I mean, I have not seen the series finale of this show. I'm actually really looking forward to getting there. Who knows? That could be the big reveal and tying it all back to the pilot episode. Well, hey, and when we get there, there was, I think, a pilot of a of a 3D uh, revival of Courage the Cowardly Dog. And I don't think it ever aired. That's the thing. I'm- Good. Yeah, it was a it sounds was, horrendous. 2014, a special CGI animated episode was produced uh, as a pilot for a potential CGI revival of the series. Oh, it, it aired on Cartoon Network in Southeast Asia, but has yet to air elsewhere. Um, what? And if we can get our hands on that, rest assured, we will review it when the time comes. Oh, I'm terrified. We review I don't... every episode of Courage Academy. Oh, my Dog, God. The first and only. <laughs> but it's so oh like the show is so Mike, good we can't be a lie. We can't be a lie. Oh we review every episode. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm glad we're not doing Ren and Stimpy because oh. they had a whole spin-off like adult series of that show that was awful. Like I, wanna, I mean I got I mean I feel like I feel like podcasts, if they exist, which I'm sure they do, that review every episode of Scrubs, they they gotta do season nine. You know? That's true. Um, just, that's just the way the world works. Yeah. If we had, if we did an Avatar, the Last Airbender podcast, we need to do all the comics. You know, but we wouldn't have to do Korra. That is a different series. That is a different series, <laughs> as you can see. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So I don't even know where we were. Um, oh God! But the Duck um, Brothers, they, as I said, their their plan is to walk Muriel into this place and get a duck, and it mostly works until. Um, Courage is like they're they're up to stuff with my with with my mom my Muriel my my caretaker I have to stop them. What, mm-hmm. This is the first time like Courage like really screws the pooch here. It's like come on, because I mean they really weren't ultimately going to use Muriel. They weren't going to harm her. And they in fairness, you don't her. you don't know that at the start, but it does seem like you know because my first thing is like okay they're using someone to you know steal like a government thing. You know, a bomb. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's true. But apparently, it's just there's just a chef in this uh, in this compound, very slowly and very meticulously preparing to carve this third duck. Yes, uh, into a meal, and uh, and this third duck is one of the one of them. The, the third, the third duck brother. Yeah, it's um, a, it's an alien rescue. duck. So really, I mean, very sympathetic villains here. Yeah, actually, actually, I adore these ducks, man. They're cool. They're great. I love them too. They're they're some of my favorites. Um, and because of that, it was mostly a pleasant episode. So the uh, uh, the conflict between the two, um, I I shit you not. It uh, <laughs> it culminates in a <laughs> Muriel versus uh, Eustace Rock'em Sock'em robot fight. <laughs> uh, but courage controlling Muriel yes. and the yes. ducks coming out of nowhere, having put their own uh, a second brain control cap on Eustace, and uh, then of course before the fight can commence, though they have to lay down the rules. So courage makes it very clear that you can't do this or this or this, and he he <laughs> semi beats uh, beats the gives them a little beating and then the ducks of course retaliate and then once they they're all clear on what they can and can't do <laughs> then the fight can begin uh and of course it is a it is a rock'em sock'em robots uh smackdown i have not cheered so hard since the uh climax at a at a robot fight since the climax of 
uh, Crimson Peak. You're not Crimson Peak. Oh, what? Of, uh, no, of uh, uh, Pacific Rim. This is the director's cut? <laughs> Pacific Rim. Oh, same director, I guess. So. Well, believe it or not, okay, I mean, it is the same director, but also I had an image of Crimson Peak up on my screen, um, coincidentally. <laughs> another del toro movie um, i was like no, pacific rim pacific rim all right awesome robot fights robot kaiju fights in pacific rim all right and that is the level of epicness that that they're able to depict in a children's cartoon it's it's great um of course the fight ends with both muriel and eustace uh having incredibly long necks and falling to the ground and that's when the ducks like break down and become these like really really sympathetic characters they're like we just wanted to get our brother man and now we're never going to yeah and courage is like don't worry i'll help and you want to talk about convoluted plans before <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah well, why does courage put the thing on it like like they get the thing on his head and control him does it give him the super strength i That's don't know i don't i don't see how that is doing anything if he's willingly helping out yeah, but, but anyway <laughs> yeah and they like they they huddle up like they're gonna do this like oceans oceans 11 like a heist like a, yeah and literally they just put the thing on his head and he walks in and like breaks down the door and like rips the door off so that's the thing i don't i do think it gives you gives you like some sort of enhanced abilities and i think that's uh, what i love about this episode though is like i feel like they keep alluding to like an intricate deep plan and everything is just like pure blunt force like no <laughs> thought at all <laughs> just like yeah because even, like, even with the, the the even with muriel going in there she's like walking through walls and, sh- and like, like that, they so. could have if they were being right like if they were being strategic they could have found someone who would be like really advantageous to visit like to put the mind control device on they just put it on muriel just because and then just use her to bust in <laughs> blunt force wise and uh yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, yeah, and then so they all there. He, Kurt successfully rescues the the other uh, the the other duck, and the chef laments like, "What am I gonna feed them?" And he's like, "Strudel," because I guess because I guess when you like, <laughs> I, I guess when you um when you when you put on this like this mind control device thing, you become like uh, like a German villain. Oh yeah, that's right. Because Muriel also, she was like Doc, Doc. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite detail is he was going to prepare duck, yes. made, like uh, you, you know, usually a French dish, um, French or Chinese. Oh, and he's uh, very Italian. He's very Italian, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he proposes a German, a German pastry. <laughs> which of course all works out to making everyone happy yeah i'm sorry he was uh, more just, like but, but what am i going to cook what am i going to cook <laughs> strudel strudel and then he's like oh yes yeah, strudel a, a, a dinner item <laughs> a dinner item like not even <laughs> yes my favorite thing to have for dinner <laughs> i think i think that's what I love. This might actually be my favorite episode so far <laughs> overall. And it's both because we get wonderful fan service moments mm-hmm. like used to like a rock and sock and robot fight between Eustace and Muriel. Um, it is also a very like pleasant low stakes episode that doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have any particular, anything particularly like grotesque or scary about it, but it just, it, it just kind of feels nice. To, I love it when courage teams up with who is ostensibly the bad guy in the episode. Yeah, and again, right? we we never learn like what they're doing in this facility. I mean, they're gonna cook the duck, but like, why in this facility? I who knows? There's like so much room for speculation, but ultimately, the story itself is very simple. But there's all this like, there's all this 
weird hypotheticals surrounding it. I don't know. I, I really like the tone that this struck. It was like just the right amount of of absurdity and um and like you know uh, uh, just awesome moments and uh, it, it was great it was great yeah no it's it's v- it was very pleasant just had a had a good time watching it um the rocket talking robot fight great duck brothers <laughs> i hope they come back uh because they're great yep, yep. and um and yeah you know you had a, got a little bit of a uh, schadenfreude with uh eustis and everything you know mm-hmm. um so it leads us into uh, uh eustis bezos in shirley the medium so James, uh, you know that old adage about the man who gains the world but loses his soul. <laughs> what if you um, never had one to begin with? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my question. Yeah, what if? Uh, what do you do if you have no soul to pay for all that wealth with? Well, we're about to find out. Uh, in this episode, Courage makes quite the discovery when he digs up a hard box out of the ground. Turns out. This box was buried by Eustace's chat of a brother. Yeah, Horst. Who, uh, who, is it, it? It's Horst, right? Horst. That was, yes. Okay. It's not Horst. At first I thought it was like, yeah, at first I thought it was Horst. And then I was like, is it Horace? And they're just like slurring it or like, compre- no, no but, that's yeah, why I, I looked it up. Right. I was like, I stopped. It's I'm like, Horst. Horst Beg. Horst and Eustace. Yes. And Horst wow. is, yeah, as you say, he's a chat of a man. He's, he's, he has this picture of him. I don't know why he's just like keeps this picture around of his brother. Um, anyways, he's, I love my brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, are you used to your brother's Horst? <laughs> We're not going there. Um, so <laughs> Merlin, booga, booga. so yeah, he, he has this picture of him and uh, yeah, he's a, he's like a beefcake, you know, strong jaw and like oh, yeah. very successful. And, uh, but apparently he he has passed. It's his late brother, um, and you know he's Eustace is resentful of it, not because you know he misses him or loves him or anything like that. No, mm-hmm. because he didn't get any money from him. <laughs> and but so, with this box, <laughs> Eustace is like, wait, there was probably the money. The money's probably in here. I need to I need to stop for a moment and and speculate on something. I'm listening. There's, I'm totally. There's a, there's a lot of you know. There's a general theme in some of the recent episodes we've been talking about. I feel like there is a lot of room for lore in this <laughs> show, particularly particularly surrounding Eustace, who is a chicken. Um, who is a chicken? Um, you know, we we see his father's enormous shoes in the episode with his mother. You know, the one that we reviewed ages ago. Yep. Um. It, apparently something happened to his father. We don't know what he has this, this absolutely stacked brother who um, died somehow. We don't know <laughs> in, in what kind of adventures. Right. So, I mean, Eustace seems to come from quite a storied family and um, just, just based on who Eustace is, have we written off the theory that his father was some sort of, dictator or murderer <laughs> uh no i have you know i'm just hearing that for the first time but i'm not writing that off i mean th- this i don't believe this is a fan theory but i'm making it one because <laughs> i i i think that those are the only shoes that this particular character can ever hope to fill <laughs> yeah man so that's i'm compelled 
I am compelled by that. Um, <laughs> it makes no damn sense. Compels me though. Compels me though. <laughs> um, yeah. So they. The problem is, Eustace is trying. To, this box is locked, and Eustace is trying his damnedest to open it, and he can't because he has puny arms. Um, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and. <laughs> He's completely, he, he's an, he's totally an, inept. A, an absolute beta male, uh, totally, totally a soy boy. Uh, just, he just simps for weakness. <laughs> no, um, we, we don't endorse those terms. For the no, please um, don't God. No, I, that was all in jest. Please n- never use those in sincerity. Um, in and, and, but worse yet, courage has a nose for danger. And he has realized that this there's more going on in this uh, box than some money. Uh, there's a demon in this box. Oh, he's, yeah. He's certain of it. And then uh, they're on the phone. and No, they're on the TV, I think. And they see an advertisement or something for a medium. Is that what I'm... What I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Shirley. The Shirley titular the Shirley. Yes. Shirley the medium. And then they call, they call the medium. Guys, it always goes wrong when you call the medium. Like... Have you have you watched a horror movie ever? Don't call don't call a medium. Don't fuck around. Don't yeah, fuck yeah. around with that. Don't I, I, I don't think board. I really uh, yeah, ever I really appreciated how much of the like calling the medium and it all goes wrong trope come at least the way it's usually depicted in like cartoons and parodies <laughs> and whatnot comes from Poltergeist. I like I never it existed before, but like the way that Poltergeist does it, yeah, is like the iconic. M- bringing a medium in and everything going wrong. Scenario. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the, um, and you know, the, the younger generation will have seen that, uh, through first and probably in paranormal activity, you know, oh, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, you have this ghost and they're like, do not mess with it. Like, don't, don't get a Ouija board. Don't try to communicate. Don't just, mm-hmm. it, it'll go away. And yeah, it, and they don't, <laughs> and it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. Nope. Um, so, so yeah, uh, surely the medium does arrive with a warning. Mm-hmm. If you use her powers for personal gain, a terrible curse will befall you. Mm-hmm. And of course, Eustace being the ever thoughtful and considerate man that he is, proceeds to completely disregard every piece of advice that this woman is kindly bestowing upon him. She's not really a woman. She's a she's cat. Like, she's like Eustace, I'm speaking. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't care. He just wants to talk to his brother. So she calls him with her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they fail a, a couple of times. They do manage to contact Muriel's cousin? Yeah. Sister? Yeah. So, someone close to her. Who's apparently who, doing fine. Doing great. Um, and they find they find Courage's yo-yo. Oh God, that was so cute. Courage was really these like these episodes, man. Courage is just freaking adorable. He's just like ooh yo-yo, like like you like you he heard was, him say yo-yo. That's why he was digging up at the start. Yeah, yeah, he, that's right. He couldn't find where he couldn't remember where he put his yo-yo, so he was digging in yeah. the yard, found this box, and, and then it was under the couch cushion. And then she's like, "I see a yo-yo." <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's like so excited <laughs> under the couch cushion. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was great. Um, it was so awesome. I love that moment. But yeah, that Eustace um, is immediate. At first, he was apprehensive to the idea of a medium. He's like, oh, I don't care. I don't want to talk to anybody. He's like, actually, I want to find out maybe, about this key. <laughs> I do like the way it plays out too, because you know, courage 
gets something that he really likes out of it. Again, not going into it uh, looking for for gain or anything, but she tracks down his yo-yo. He's very excited and sweet. Uh, Muriel manages to contact her relative and gains the uh, gets the wonderful advice of putting vinegar in her jam. God, what? Why? <laughs> God, I don't. <laughs> I did it. I kind of want to know if that worked because I know she tries it at first and Chris is like, Ooh, but it like she's like too much vinegar. And then at the end, she has it again, and it seems like she's pretty happy with it, with like less vinegar, but still some. Let let us know out there if you're if you did it work vinegar jam. I want to know, but I don't want to try it. Ugh. Anyway, um, so yeah, they both get a little. They both they both get a nice little, um, nice little closure from this supernatural encounter. There, Eustace, of course, being the black hole-hearted monster that he is is not satisfied and proceeds to dial his brother again, who very understandably did not pick up his first call. Because <laughs> I'm not picking up if Eustace calls me. You kidding me? Uh, he never answers my calls. <laughs> so his brother answers and of course issues a warning of his own. A very considerate spirit he is. That there is nothing in the box for Eustace and he should leave it alone. Put it back in the ground. Of course, Eustace is entirely unsatisfied with this answer. Mm -hmm. So his brother caves, having tried to defend him uh, against what will soon befall and informs him that the key this whole time was in Eustace's hat brim, which Mm -hmm. at first seems like a very obvious hiding place until you realize that Eustace has no head. He's got no brains up there. (laughs) So of course he's not going to go digging around in his hat, but there it is. There's the key. And he goes to open the box. And what happens? Well, he proceeds to be strangled by two giant green glowy ghost hands. Mm-hmm. He's, he's and, getting, and then, then I started, I started, I started cheer, cheering. <laughs> yeah, I was like, for a moment, I was happy. <laughs> because I thought this was it. This was it. This is, <laughs> this is the definitive end of Eustace Bag. And, <laughs> Muriel and use Muriel and Courage. He just died in the last episode. I know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, but of course, uh, true to his character, he gets Muriel involved in this horrendous situation as well. And Muriel becomes tangled up in it. So Courage, ever the loyal dog, goes and seeks out <laughs> Madame Shirley again. Oh, man. But one of my favorite details, he just runs there. He's just like, <laughs> wherever wherever back, she's yeah. set up, she just, he just runs there. Like Timmy fell down the well. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah. this was just the best part because it's like it's a medium. She's gonna like exercise it. She just walks up calmly and annoyedly to the <laughs> to the box and kicks it closed. <laughs> you opened the box, didn't you? <laughs> oh yeah, for not yeah. She first rebukes uh, rebukes uh, Eustace for opening the box and using her powers for personal gain, and then she just uh, kicks kicks the box closed. <laughs> Uh, but it wouldn't stay closed because Eustace, mm-hmm. remember, he's persist. He's nothing if not persistent. Well, what happens is a, a single hundred dollar bill floats out of the box, which of course Shirley takes as her pay, mm-hmm. which she has more than earned dealing yep. with this horrendous man. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eustace, of course, goes, I knew there was money in that box. <laughs> Having learned absolutely nothing, opens it again. 
and is promptly dragged in. Luckily, he doesn't get anyone else involved in his horrible misadventures this time. It is only himself. And then unexpectedly, we have a a brief scathing critique of unfettered capitalism and wealth wealth accrual. Uh, Seemingly predicting the rise of obscenely wealthy tech billionaires in the modern era, all while those around them are suffering and starving to death, much like the uh, titular Courage and his wife Muriel. Eustace is left alone, isolated from the outside world, completely ensconced in mountains and mountains of endless money. Uh, Just Actually, fun, fun little trivia about that. That is actually roughly one-tenth the amount that Jeff Bezos has. <laughs> Very true. Even, even the even the horrendous fantasies of courage, the cowardly dog, the most, the, the most, uh, uh, absurd over exaggeration that these animators could come up with barely put a dent into the actual wealth of the wealthiest person in the world. Anyway, Eustace is left alone with these piles of money and all he can, he finally comes to a realization. In fact, um, what am I going to spend it on? And there we leave him in the complete, completely sterile, cold, lifeless abyss of capitalistic excess. And boy, oh boy, what a what a fitting end for Eustace. Eat Eustace. Did you say eat Eustace? Yeah. <laughs> I, took, I was processing that for a second. I was like... <laughs> yeah okay um because we can't say what we want to say right we can say, we can I, say oh, no 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 eat eustace we can, say, eustace. We can say guillotine eustace right and then yeah yeah um like i i just think that the prolet i mean uh courage and muriel <laughs> should rise up against the boot i mean i mean uh eustace yep put his head in a guillotine and let the blade drop on it and then eat him and then eat him <laughs> uh, there there is there is a very jovial uh cajun cajun fox that would love to help you out oh grand <laughs> grandpa's stew cajun grandpa stew cajun cajun grandpa stew <laughs> Ooh. uh yeah so you've uh, learned anyway. if you, if you've if you've not been following us individually on Twitter, you've learned more about us than you're probably in for. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was Courage the Cowardly Dog episode episode six or episode uh, eleven and twelve or episode six A and six B. And we will be back in the future to record on the next episode and probably the episode after that. Uh, <laughs> so look for it then. And as I said at the beginning, you can find us at because uh, we are a spinoff of Cult Standard Pod. Uh, the Cult Standard Podcast, where we review a different cult movie at the uh, and each that we've never seen, and decide by the end of the episode whether or not to join that cult. Um, so you can find this show directly at cultstandardpod.com/courage, and you can find us on social media at Cowardly Podcast, and you can subscribe to us. Please do at least like, review, all that. If you hate us, if you love us, we'll take it all. Um, on your podcast platform of choice, we're on all the major ones, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And you can follow me individually on Twitter, at Jam Cozy. 
it's Seahawks season, so you know, uh, be warned. So don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't, um, yeah, just don't. And uh, where can we find you, Mike? You you can find me at uh, none of your damn business. No, um, <laughs> find me. Jeez, at, all right. <laughs> find me at, at at Michael Lydon eight nine two on Twitter, uh, shouting into the void as always. As all, what uh, what is what is Twitter for? Um, uh, and uh, James, before we go, I have one last thing to tell you. Okay, I'm listening. Ready? Yeah. Just yeah I'll get like really close. Like, just close my eyes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.